Sean Deveron, get the tables. We're about to put some bills through them. Or are we? That's what we'll discuss next. First of all, how you gonna say my whole government name, bro? <laughs> it's okay. What no if I got warrants and shit? Stuff. <laughs> they already know who you are before I did. <laughs> Big Brother's watching. Feels the police. <laughs> Let's go. I'm just a content cop. Anyway, now we've gone completely off topic. We're gonna talk to our boy over from Bills, Bets, and Beers about the upcoming Week 3 matchup with your Washington Commanders and the Buffalo Bills next. Drop that beat! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Like Phil said, that was Phil on the intro. I'm Steve. Devs down below. This is Command This. Thank you for joining us for another episode of our show. This is our Thursday bi-weekly live stream where we're doing our game preview of the matchup on Sunday versus Bill's Mafia. And to do that, we have a friend of the, sh- friend of the show coming on. Let's welcome Mr. Chad Cooper from Bill's. Bets and beers, Chad. Thank you, sir. How, how are you doing this fine Thursday evening? Oh, I'm doing great. Got the kids to bed. Like right. 10 minutes before the show. Uh, <laughs> got everything set up. Cleaned up the house a little bit so the wife won't be as mad when she gets home. <laughs> I had a couple beers, so, you know. Smart man. Happy and clean. <laughs> you got to pick and choose your battles wisely, man. That, that That's how it goes, right? <laughs> when, when you do this right. content creator thing, it's uh, – it's definitely challenging, and, and we thank our families for allowing us to do this. I yeah. have three of my own. Lows, the lows right of part-time content creator living. Oh, you think you still have a life time. outside of it. Might as well be <laughs> man. All right, so let's just jump right into the show, Chad. As the comments come in, we will uh, we will hop along here. But since you are our honored guest, we are going to put you in the middle, in the spotlight, and we're just going to talk, man. Um, so you are a Bills fan, which is which is pretty cool. I've always had a semi soft spot for the bills i think they're a good, good franchise very well run uh had some up years had some down years we we know about the down years down here um we played Try you guys in, that's right we played you guys in the super bowl 1990 the 91 season <clears throat> um 37 24 so we have a little bit of history with the bills i think that was the streak where you guys went four four in a row during that that span yeah. of time um the talent but i was just a, like a one year old so i mean yeah <laughs> that's cool well that's a that's a great segue so uh everyone who comes on the show no matter what we always want to get an idea of um their fa- their fan story so what what you know how did you become a fan of of the buffalo bills you know the team that that you cover the team that you love um and so passionate about yeah um i just i it's cheesy to say, but I was just, I was born into it. My dad was a Bills fan. So, um, I mean, I got a picture when I was a kid of me in Raiders hat, but I think that was just because I had one. <laughs> but, uh, I've always followed the Bills. Um, obviously, as a little kid, you can't really, you watch it, but you're not like, and at that point, my dad had been a fan for so long that even when my teens, 
if they started just getting down by like two scores, if my dad's the same same with the Yankees, they get down by like four runs. He just shuts the t- he just changes the channel to something else because he's like, I've watched the show too many times. I know how it ends. On to the next thing, you know. He's just like, yeah. So that's how he was. I'm a uh, I'm a little bit. I, I think it, Bills could be losing like thirty to six, and I'll still watch the stupid game till the end. I, yeah. I should. It's just gonna make yeah. me more mad, but you know. I just watch it to see if there's anything positive. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. And 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 to be honest, you're you're a New York guy. Are you a New York guy like to the bone? New yeah, York I, like, I'm Central New York too. So it's like yeah. more Bills, more towards the Bills area. I think I think really outside of Long Island and like maybe like the outskirts of New York down there. I think after that, they probably most of them are Bills fans in New York. Yeah. I know like Bills are New York is uh, it's not, I don't know why it's a destination spot for some people, but a lot of people come up here and there's, you got tons of fans around here. You got Washington fans. I mean, my buddy's a Bengals fan, everything like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the big part where I really started following, I think it was like towards the end of high school. It was, I looked it up cause I, I wanted to make sure the year was like 2008. The yeah. bill started out good. Like three no, they went four no, they lost one. They're five and one. And I'm like, oh man, this could be the year, you know. We just we could possibly get to the playoffs, get some playoff time. And then we ended up going seven and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand eight. Who was the quarterback that year? Uh I think it was Trent Edwards. <laughs> Trent Edwards, okay. Yeah, yeah, we had a good little team. We had Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. That's when Jackson was really good. That's right. You know, we were doing good things or the, the thing is, the Bills' defense always was pretty stout enough, yeah. but the offense just never could get things done. So the defense eventually wrote it out. So it's like – I remember the quarterbacks over the year, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, J.P. Losman. I'm trying to remember who else. I mean, these are all post-Jim Kelly years, but they, they I, struggled. Yeah, and then I, I thought we were good with, like – I liked Tyrod Taylor for a while, but he definitely – I was like – I saw the limitations. I'm like, yeah. he's just too short to play – not that you can't too short to play the position, but – he was just you get towered by the offensive lineman, and it's like you can't you can't see over them anymore. Yeah, I'm a you huge Tyrod fan, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. like Virginia Tech guy, so I'm a huge Tyrod fan. I, I wish it had worked out well for him. But, yeah, so, like, um, but you know, went a different route, and Nathan Peterman threw five picks, and then Josh Allen came in. So, <laughs> uh, EJ Manuel, uh, right? EJ Manuel was he a bill? Yeah, he's yeah, Bills, he's that a Bills was, guy. That was a waste of a pick, to be honest. You know, same thing uh, with Law. You know, things happen. People and make this. Uh, Flutie, Flutie was a was a bill, wasn't he? Doug Flutie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the south of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, late night. You can say something. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, Flutie, Flutie could have uh, finished out his career as a total legend in Buffalo, and then they just decided that for some reason, uh, Ron Johnson was going to be uh, the guy. Decision. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't things. understand then, and I don't understand now. Yeah. Our buddy Yam in Japan, checking in all the way from Japan, says, morning, gents. Heading to class about 10 minutes. Let's stop yeah. back for a few. Thank you for watching, Yam, as always. I know last time you didn't have class and you were able to hang with us, so maybe you can uh, get it canceled again and, and come back and chill with us if you get some F time. F them kids, Yam. Come watch us. <laughs> yeah, that was Ryan Elias at F them kids There's last some time. F them kids, bro. Our buddy Yam is a teacher. He awesome. teaches over in Japan. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Really, that's really cool. I uh, was over there for a couple of years because I was oh, in nice. the shit like that. So Very cool. Um, so second thing we have for you. So let's, let's talk about the 2023 bills, you know, where were they last year? 
Where are they now? Who are the Bills? What is their identity? Where, where do you see them as a, you know, not drilling down individually yet, but as a team writ large, you know, offense units, management, fan base? Where, where are the Bills? Where were they and where are they now? Um, it's hard. Like, we were – last year I would say that would be the best team that we had. Yeah. You know, since, like, since obviously the Super Bowl eras. But to be honest, it's like I think this year it's even better. Like last year we had so many things, weird things hit all towards the end of the year. And it's just – I'm not sure if it like weighed on the, weighed on the players or something. That, that snowstorm that killed like – I think like like third – like they killed like at least 20 people, like yeah. buried in snow and stuck in cars and stuff. And then you had the shooting and then you, and, and – and then you had like just, I mean, you had the guy almost die in the field. Yeah. I mean, the you, you yeah. like I feel like there was so much stuff happening to the players. I'm not blaming it on that. I just think eventually war on them. But it's because I was like, I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder, so I went yeah. to all those playoff games. I was at awesome. that banquet game, and I was like, it's weird. You walk in, you you went to tailgate. It was like 32 degrees, perfect. You didn't have to layer up for tailgating. It was yeah. perfect weather, and you just you drank your beers and when you walked in it started coming down a little heavier to snow like it was like perfect for like a, a bills playoff game and then they just came out dead it seemed like it's i don't know so i think yeah. this year i i think they're a better team i think they improved because they added on they added leonard floyd on the defense they added kincaid to the offense they did they boosted their o-line a little bit not like drastically but they added a couple pieces here and there and then people started kind of stepping up so far anyways. Like with Spencer Brown last week, he played really good. I mean, against the top-rated DE. So it's like I'd see this team doing better this year than last yeah. year. I see us getting toward – over. I think we can get over that hump and get to the AFC Championship game again. And I think we – depending on how we're playing and injuries and whatnot, I think we can get in – I think this could be the Super Bowl, like at least getting in. But it all depends how we play in the postseason. We play great in the – I have to see how we play because last year when we lost the Bengals, I basically dropped – in my mind, I dropped the Bills back behind Cincy and the Chiefs in the postseason because we, yeah. we, we have to prove we can beat them just like with Casey. We have to prove we can beat them in the, in the postseason. And we have to prove now we, we can beat – get past the Bengals in the postseason. Yeah, they're having a rough start this year with the Bengals. But last year they had the same thing, 0-2, and, and they came back. So, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. – it's tough. But the Bills now, they're – they have become more of like a, an actual balanced offense and a mm -hmm. balanced team. Their, their defense is better at stopping the run. They fixed that floodgate, at least so far that we've seen. And now they have a better run game. We have running back go for over 100 yards and run actually more than Josh Allen. It, it's a start, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was against the, the Raiders, but it's a start in the right direction. Right. I think Ken Dorsey's playing, starting to do better play calling towards with having the a good – with actually being able to do 12 personnel. So it's like I think it's going to open up our offense, and it's just going to give us that extra oomph where Josh Allen doesn't have to always be the hero every game. Um, I will say that – the game, the playoff game you guys had versus Chiefs, which eventually ended up changing NFL rules, you know, yeah. for, for overtime and making sure the other hands down to me, one of the most exciting playoff games I've ever, ever 
ever witnessed. That was two that years was ago, right? the moralizing game I think I've watched. I know for you guys, but as a fan who had no vested interest, you know, like no stake, it was just such good football to watch. I mean, it was just so exciting. Like, would, that's what you want to see as a fan for football. Are you saying that? I would think wide right would be probably the worst. Oh, you mean Scott Norwood? Yeah, I, I, you know. I personally didn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're all yeah, like 12. I forgot. That should have been the Super Bowl. <laughs> what was I, thinking? Yeah, like, I do remember that game. That's that's the worst part. 15 seconds left, and you expect a team to score after that. Yeah. Oh. The K-Gun offense was dope, though. I remember playing with the Matekma Bowl, man. Yeah. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, and, yeah. and we're all Mark Kelso. Yeah, we're on the old side. We're in our 40s, but. Steve man. Tasker. Steve Tasker. Yep. Of course, we we had a little bit of Bruce, we had some Bruce Smith uh, love here in D.C. He stopped by here for on his on his retirement tour to get paid and uh, before he went to the sunset. Um, yeah, but the Bills Bills had some very good teams over the years. Um, I remember the comeback against the Oilers, bro. Man, watch that game too. See, see, like I said. You know, it, I remember it, live. I, you, you can watch it on YouTube now, but it was it was different when you watch that kind of stuff live. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, there is, I think, from one franchise to another, in which I, we had dynasties that overlapped. Like there is a little bit of that respect factor that comes with that. Um, I I have um. Uh, a, a two-sided question for you here talking about the 2023 bills what is one aspect of the team that has pleasantly surprised you and what do you think is still the team's biggest weakness um i think the one thing that pleasantly surprised me even though i love having the run game is the run defense at least for this because the the schedule the Bills face this year is hard enough, but we're facing more run-heavy teams. I mean, we, I mean, even though the Jets lost Aaron Rodgers, you still have two monster backs in the backfield. I mean, then you're going to have to face Philly. You're going to have to face Dallas. You're going to the. I mean, even Washington. You guys have a good run game too. We we're facing teams that have a better run games that are going to use those more than the pass game. I think that's what I'm more pleasantly surprised this year. Because if we couldn't fix that, that's what killed us in the playoffs last mm -hmm. year. If we get a stopped mix in on some of those runs, it would have mm -hmm. given a chance to have the offense on the field and not have the defense gassed. So I think personally that's what's better for me. So um and uh what I think we're still lacking, I need to see the O line um gel better. It's they had a good they had a good thing at going against the the, the the Raiders, but I think that was but that was only with Crosby there. If you if you added Chandler Jones in there, that might have been a different story. So that they had the option just to throw a tight end or whatever tight end was on the other side with Crosby on it. They could just have him be an extra blocker there for him. So they had the luxury of that, where you can just double that one guy, and not worry about not not you can't not that you can't worry about the rest, but it's less worrisome than having two. D like defensive ends that can actually come at you. So when it comes to teams that have like, like your guys' defense is really stout and young. When it comes to something like that, where you have speed and strength, it's going to be, I'm, I just, I love, I it's interesting to see the scheme they're going to take at it. Right. That's what I see and see how they play. Cause Spencer Brown played great against 
Crosby by himself most of the time. So yeah, it's good to see that growth, but I'm still like to see a little bit more from that personally. Real quick in the chat, we got our boy Marcus Edlin. Thank you for tuning in. They said, what's up, family? Nice to meet you, Chad. Uh, please go check out Marcus's Facebook group, Sports View 2 on Facebook, if you haven't already done so already. Marcus is always sharing the good Washington content. And, and, and going back to along the team this year, Chad, um, let me get this comment down here. Uh, so the Bills right now, their offense is ranked eighth in points scored. That's 54. And then... The defense is ranked fifth in points allowed. So a lot of a lot of times people talk about yardage. To me, it's about points. How many points you score? How many points have you given up? So they've scored 54, given up 32. That's good enough for eighth and the fifth total in, in, in total yardage. Excuse me, in total points allowed. And in the inverse, you know, Washington, even though we we feel like they've played two really good games, it's it's not really the same. So the offense is ranked seventh in points for, uh, which is really just right, right b- b- above you guys in 55. Yeah. And our yeah, defense have given up 49, Arizona and which is the 17th. The yeah. Which is kind of scary because we played Arizona and Broncos and, and uh, we scored Broncos 55, but we also gave 49. So um, that's just a little bit of context when we're talking about the bills in general, it's hard to use these stats because it's only been two games. Exactly. Teams are still figuring it out. Uh, you know, as you said before, Josh Allen had a had a rough start on that on that first game one, and then what did he, what does he do in game two? He comes back and he just destroys. You know, he comes back to the to the to the Josh Allen that we all know and some of us love, some of us don't. I love Josh <laughs> Allen, but yeah, it does. So. You like for the highlights when he's not playing you. <laughs> yeah, I like when he's scoring points for my fantasy team. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I have him on two fantasy teams, by the way. Uh, so. Uh, so you guys beat the excuse me you lost to the Jets in overtime uh, in game game one of the season that was a first injured uh, Aaron Rodgers went down the first series it was uh, 22-16 came back the next week beat the Raiders just trounced them 38 to 10 shout out to our boy Rod 38 to 10 and now you're coming to DC uh, to play the Washington Commanders now as of right now there's a giant I don't think if it's a hurricane or uh, what it is but it's making its way up the coast right now. It's a hurricane. It's a hurricane. There's potential that it could possibly be here Sunday. We don't know for sure. I'm watching it kind of close. Uh, I don't know what's what's going to come of it, but it'll, we'll just flash this on the screen here very quickly because, you know, you never know. <laughs> um, it could make a factor in the game. To me, it almost, it almost might kind of neutralize the quarterbacks. Maybe. Not, not sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, bam, there we go. So that's, that's the hurricane coming up the coast. You can see the time it's going to be there late Saturday and in the morning on Sunday, we don't know when it's going to move out. So we could have some, some rainy, rainy, rainy ass weather here, uh, come Sunday. So I don't know if that's going to neutralize Josh Allen's ability to throw down field to digs, um, and, 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 um, Knox, um, but you know, that's just actually, that out there. That, that's actually uh kind of follows up with the question. The Bills, the way they've been designed the past couple of years, especially being such a, a quarterback dominant team in terms of their ability to pass, having so many receivers out there, really getting the ball downfield, downfield, downfield. Um, you know, you, you almost forget at times that they're a team that plays in a cold weather, frequently snowing city. Because, you know, that's not something you really see until mid to late November and into December and, and so on. 
Um, what do you think that something like you know a, a good driving rain from a tropical storm, um, in your own estimation, is something that would hinder this offense, or is it something that you think that they would be able to, with the talent they have and the way they run their schemes and everything? In your estimation, do you think that that would be something that they can get around without much of an issue? Um, I I would have said that maybe after week one, but with your guys' team, it's like it's. Like, so, like, bringing it back to last week with the Bills against the Raiders, they have a, a horrible secondary. And it's like, when I saw that, I think I was I was really curious. I even said on, like, my, my, my little thing I was doing, I was like, I'm more interested to see the scheme that they're going to do on the offense because usually you take your strength, our strength is throwing it, and you're going against their weakness. No matter what's going on, even if you, they know you're going to do that, that's what you do in football. If your strength is running the ball and their weakness is running the ball, you're not going to pass the ball deep. You know what I mean? And, so, and it was nice to see that they kind of still kept more generally neutral where they did more running. They kept to their guns and did short passes and more safer stuff after that game where I was interested to see like what they were – it was nice to see that. So I think with that game, if we go in that same game plan – more on the more on the ground. I, I expect to see a little bit more, probably a little bit more running from Josh if he has to, but um, he does have the arm to kind of make it through those wins if he if he sees someone downfield. So I don't think it's going to limit that personally, because right. in raining games and snowing games, he has the arm, the throw against the wind and cut through it and still hit receivers with like on a dime. But I think you're, there's still going to be more. In short to intermittent rounds, personally. I don't think there's going to be any real deep balls, especially if the wind's howling like that. And it's going to be very interesting because kickers aren't going to be coming out too much. So it's going to be a lot of fourth down uh, conversions possibly coming out. Or what did you say about what did you say about the wind? If the wind is what? If it, even with the wind going like, like Allen has the arm to throw against the wind and cut through it. I was just looking for an excuse to do to, to do this because <laughs> you know, <laughs> as our quarterback is now, you know, we, we just wanted to. I well, that's that's I think like Sam, I think Sam Howell, he's been running a little bit too <laughs> over there, and he has a big arm and he's tall. Yeah. So, like I said, you guys know the benefactors of having someone who can put the ball against the wind and make those throws when he needs to. So, right. I don't think it's going to limit the chances Josh Allen throws down the field, but. Yeah. I, I don't see too many deep balls going down unless someone's actually, like. Actually, I'm going to cut you back on. I'm going to cut you back on that just a little bit. We yeah. don't know what that's like because until we had Sam Howell, our line of quarterbacks for the most part have not had strong arms. There were EJ you know, Manuel. Yeah, EJ Manuel <laughs> had a stronger arm than Taylor Heineke, um, or 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 uh, Alex Smith, or you know. Garrett Gilbert, whoever you want to throw out there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to correct you on that. We, we yeah, don't know what that's like. We're just finding that out. <laughs> yeah, I was saying with Howell, it's like you know that now he can make those passes downfield. It's yeah. a threat, you know, and more than uh, a, a, a wish. <laughs> like it's floating in the air. It's like, oh, McLaren will grab it out of the air. He got this. That's right. Well, say what's up to our guy, Jay Martell on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Say what's up, guys. Really enjoying the live. Hashtag 
HTTC hail to the commanders and our other boy, Ryan Elias said late, but here boys, thank you for joining Ryan. We appreciate you. Um, yeah. Give my best to your wife, Ryan. She lost the uh, Cowboys lost Trevon Diggs today to a torn ACL. Yeah, never want to see a guy get injured. Was um, it ACL? That was a peck. No, no, no. Oh, it was ACL. He tore his, he tore his Achilles. It's gone. Achilles. Okay. Achilles. Um, you never want to see that. <laughs> yeah. But no, if you got, if you gotta see it though, no, I was joking. No, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, never want to cheer on, no cheer on I, injury. But. I wanted, I wanted McLaurin to beat his ass again like he did the last time yeah. we played him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I wanted. So, uh, real quick, just flashing, game. flashing some run stats here. So you, so James Cook, um, 29 attempts, 169 yards for the for the audio people who are listening to this on the replay. Josh Allen is your second leading rusher with nine attempts, 43 yards, followed by uh, Latavius Murray and, and former, I think he's a former Patriot, Damian Harris. And then yeah. our former backup quarterback, Kyle Allen, is on the Buffalo Bills. And then moving over to the re, uh, receiving yards, clearly Stephon Diggs, number one, number one receiver, 20 targets, 17 receptions. That's a great um, uh, Catch rate, by the way, uh, 17 for 168 and one touchdown, followed by uh, Gabriel Davis, eight for 124, and then James Cook. Uh, tight ends, Dalton Kincaid, uh, nine for 69, and Dawson Knox, uh, six for 35. I'm a huge I want a Dalton, Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid right. fan. I really wanted hear him in D.C., uh, so I'm kind of jealous. You guys got. I really, really liked Kincaid. I think you guys so got. Deontay Hardy just out there catching screens. Um, mostly, I think he's giving me more gadget, but we're, I think we're mostly, I mean, I would like to see him used more than just a punt returner and a kick returner because he can do more. Like he can, he, he can do like the, as we say, it was like the McKenzie role, you know, Isaiah McKenzie role, just doing like reverses and things like that where he's fast and he's quick and he's got decent hands. So it's like, but I mean, we'll see. I think we're going to see a little bit more of that, but we also have a lot. We have a lot of de decent talent at receiver. I mean, yeah. not not too deep, but you know, I think we got good. Not like I like Shakir personally and the slot, but I mean, you can't beat Kincaid being another slot guy when you're playing twelve personnel. So it's like, so yeah. I'm very biased to the tight end position. I love the tight end position. It's probably my after quarterback and my seventh position on the field. And I've always been a proponent of dual dual threat tight ends, not, not dual as in like, you know, multiple position flex, but I mean, having two weapons, think Gronkowski and Hernandez before he went psycho. It's so hard. You can't stop it. He's always and, kind of been psycho, but. Yeah, if Knox, if they keep Knox, who they I believe they just signed last year, and they and then they drafted Kincaid, that's a recipe for you know disaster for a lot of teams if, if both of those guys come through. But there's only so many you know so many balls to go around. Uh, you see on this team, but I do have a question for you: Is so Josh Allen nine rushes, forty three yards? Are these designed runs or are these opportunity runs that that he takes? Like, how is his the scheme of running Josh Allen going so far this year? Lately, it's been less designed, and um, I don't, I, I, I don't mind seeing that, but I don't like seeing that either, because you're taking like, you can, yes, you can limit them. You're not throwing like twenty out there like you are for like, uh, <laughs> what's his? Gosh, I always forget his name. Uh, number one on the Eagles. I don't know. I, oh, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Yeah. Hurts. Like they, when you watch that game, like last year anyways there were so many design runs for him throughout a game 
But lately, I've been taking like I do. I bet so I put him. I could do it unders on him now on all his yards. Yeah, he barely ever goes over because yeah. they've been throwing more and doing things like that and using the running backs more because it their passes rookie and second year. So with Josh Allen, most of those runs are mostly unscripted. They're barely okay. like actually like planned runs. But when that's honestly Josh Allen's unscripted runs are usually better than his planned runs anyways. Yeah, that's fair. Because usually it's like a team that that not that, that not that they don't have a spy. It's he sells like he's gonna pass it so bad and then he just he's fast and he's big. He'll run over someone or jump over someone. Yeah. Which I've seen him jump over people, but it's great pictures after the game if he's if he, when he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> fair fair statement. Uh Ryan says, bro, that was the best text I've ever sent to her. Uh, but for real, hate the Cowboys, but you hate that player. I'd go down like that. All respect. And our boy Shy Guns, a Packers fan stuck in Chicago, says, Alan going to spread that needle this game. Man, you said that last game too, Shy Guns. It's hard to hard to believe what you said. Shy Guns had us El Duco Awards keep losing over here, man. <laughs> Shy Guns said we were going to get basically stomped out by the Broncos, and that didn't happen. So yeah. you don't want Shy Guns picking your team. Uh, he, he, he kills in fantasy football, though. You definitely want does. his advice there. Yeah, but don't um, get his advice on pickums. And if he but, picks the Bills, that might be a curse on you. Well, no, if he picks the spread, that's fine because I don't think I don't I don't think they're gonna Bills are gonna cover the spread this week. Six and a half. Yeah, we'll get to the spread here towards the end. We get the predictions here. Oh, no, yeah. uh, but the off, I feel like the offenses so far are very similar. Where Josh Allen has. You know, 510 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, and Sam Howell. He's he's 501 yards, three touchdowns, one interceptions, clearly three less interceptions. But Sam, uh, Josh Allen's throwing at a 77% completion rate, where Sam Howell's at 66. And as far as the the running goes, you guys are about 204. Excuse me, you guys are sitting at 280 total team yards. We're at 214. Our lead back Brian Robinson has 146 yards. Your lead back James Cook has 169. So statistically, the offenses are very, very close um where i want to talk about next is, is, is defense so um oh, i skipped right over the defenses so so from a defensive perspective interceptions you have you know three guys two guys with interception matt milano who i think is a great great linebacker has two uh terrell bernard has one total tackles terrell bernard matt milano um leading the pack micah hyde and jordan poyer who i think is a great safety uh coming in with 10 um Sacks, sacks is where it looks like the Buffalo defense is kind of lacking. So you right now you're only sitting at two and a half. I'm sorry, three, where the Commanders are sitting at ten in two games right now. So what what's the deal with the defense? T tell us about the defense real quick. What, what's going on with the the sacks and pressures? And are you guys able to generate pressure so far this year? Yeah, that's the thing. We are generating pressure. Like I was I was texting my buddy who's like a Raider fan the whole game. I go, he's saying. Oh, this is what happens. The Raiders just close out of something that's kind of working and then just go towards the other route. But I'm like, I go, Jimmy G's looking. Even though the, the pressure, if, if the pressure was coming that whole game, he was not getting frustrated in the pocket. He was just sitting there and he was letting people kind of flow around him. He didn't step up, step back when he, he stepped up when he needed to, step back when he needed to. And it's like, Seeing that, like, Jimmy G's not, I, I never hated him as a quarterback. He, right. He's had his limitations, but he was looking, even when the pressure was right in his face, he was looking just steady. Yeah. And not like quarterbacks are going to do that. 
even against the Jets, we were getting the pressure and people were just whiffing on like sacks or they, like where they were, they would get right there kind of like just, just miss it. Or, and I'm hoping Leonard Floyd's back for this game, but um, I can't wait for have to have this whole defense full with Leonard Floyd on one side. And then, I mean, we have good, we have other good players, but Von Miller on the other side, because Ed Oliver's coming into his own now in the middle. Um, we've had a couple good tackle for losses. So that's why I think we're getting the pressure. We're getting back there on them. We're just not finishing on the sacks, which it was a problem kind of last year as well, where the build, they were creating the pressures, which is good, which is generally why people don't score as much points because they're not throwing it deep because we get the pressure there. But if you, when we face a quarterback who can do it like a short pass off, I mean, that's how you beat that. You know, you just dump it off. Yeah. <laughs> it comes close. They're going to make you put the pressure in, dump it off, do a nice little run up, things like that. So, yeah. Shotgun says you did get stopped, but for some reason, odd reason, you came back 21 to three. Yes. The Broncos were up 21 to three. We came we're back. We're not that bad, Shotgun. <laughs> At the end of the day, a win's a win. It doesn't matter how you win. Like Don, Vin Diesel said in Fast Furious, you win by an inch, win by a mile. Winning is winning. Uh, but but Chad, you alluded to one thing that are talk about next is the injury report. So you had mentioned a couple guys being injured. I do want to flash this on the screen uh, very quickly so we can get talk about the injury report very quickly. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was looking earlier when I was at work trying to prep in a little for it, and I didn't see the the Washington. I didn't see the Commanders yet because they didn't have it posted. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk Bills first, and then we'll, then we'll yeah. go. Then we'll go to the commanders here. So as of right now, as so Thursday is usually the big day for for uh, injury stats because usually a lot of the times if you don't practice Thursday, you don't play. And that's not every time, but I know a lot of the time Thursday is like the key day. So uh, right now, well, James Cook didn't practice. That's a personal reason, so that's probably fine. Dawson Knox didn't participate Wednesday or Thursday. Like I feel like that could be a – a huge detriment, but I mean, you have Kincaid on the other side. Yeah, I this he had this a lot last year too, yeah. where he's had this back issue, and I'd be more for him. I'd be more interested to see Friday because he's been with the team long enough where he doesn't have. He's a veteran enough. He's on his second right. contract now. He doesn't have to play the whole like practice yeah. the whole week. But if he doesn't get it limited on Friday, then there's, I'm definitely gonna. I don't think he's gonna play. Okay, but. I think they can rest his back enough and try to see if he can get some practice in Friday. But if it's that bad, he's probably not playing. And then, I mean, at that point, you wouldn't have a threat of a dual pass attack for like for tight end. But we have a good fullback at Reggie Gilliam. He's a he's fullback tight end. I mean, he's a big boy. He can kind of fill in on those 12 personnel roles. I'm sure they're having him practice like that. So I don't think they would go too far away from those 12 personnel sets. But it definitely would limit not having Knox in there. I saw that. I was like, he's had that back. He Every once in a while, he comes up with a back injury when he gets sore. You know, and yeah. I'm not sure how bad it is because I didn't see him come off the field and not play that game. It might have just been like, kind of like something like we're after the game, it just was really sore and something like that along those lines. But yeah. And then for the rest of the list, uh, you had Jordan Poyer getting the veteran rest, probably not a big deal. 
Uh, Terrell Bernard limited. Looks like with a knee, probably play. Spencer Brown tackle limited. Uh, Floyd, like you were talking about, didn't practice Wednesday. Limited Thursday. Micah Hyde didn't practice Wednesday. Limited Thursday. Jordan Phillips didn't practice Wednesday. Full Thursday. So it looks like the only people in question are probably Dawson Dawson Knox. It looks like everyone else might be. Yeah, I I've seen the limited on Hyde and Floyd. Okay. Floyd has the ankle, so he still could probably he. It depends how bad the ink. If it's a low or high ankle sprain at this point, I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I haven't followed that deep into it yet, down the rabbit hole, you know. But um, yeah. he definitely um, limped off, and I think we were up by so much that's why I didn't put him back on the field. So he definitely probably sprained it a little bit. But okay. if it's a low ankle sprain, I think we're probably if it, if it's limited and he's not, he's he actually participated today. We should be fine for him. Okay. Well, you want to go over our our uh, injuries real quick. Yeah, uh, so right now, uh, the only did not practice for today was Logan Thomas. He had that nasty concussion from uh, Kareem Jackson's dirty hit on the touchdown reception uh, against the Broncos. Um, heck of a catch. Can't say that enough. We said it last week, and we'll say it again. And then he just – Jackson just leveled him in in way. way. Now, Deron Payne did not practice Wednesday, but he's upgraded to limited. Um, you know, he had that ankle thing. He, he limped off the field late against the Broncos, but he was work, he even did that under his own power. So um, I ex- expected that will be uh, – he'll be fine to go come Sunday. Uh, Nick Gates, Quan Martin, Brian Robinson Jr., Curtis Samuel, all full participants in practice. Doesn't seem like their injuries are anything major. So – we're going into this game pretty healthy, guys. Uh, you know, that hasn't always been the case, even this early in the season in previous seasons. Yeah. Um, Logan Thomas may be out, but at the same time, that's why we invested in somebody like Coulter. That's why you got John Bates that can do the things that they do. Colter, of course, is a uh, significant uh, receiving threat uh, at tight end, and uh, Bates is a nasty blocker uh, who – Shows some surprising hands at times and sometimes does not. Um, dropped an easy pass in the Denver game, but then also caught a uh, a sideline uh, fly route for 36 yards Yeah, in that same game. You know, just caught a beautiful rainbow from, from Sam. So I think missing Logan, we can we can get around that. If Deron's good to go, then then – you know, that, that, that just means everybody else is perfectly healthy. And, you know, we should at least be coming into this game without any excuse of, oh, we were hurt, blah, blah, blah. You know, so if, if nothing else, Buffalo gets a good test to get the healthy commander squad. Fair. And then uh, shout out to my buddy, Dave Razor, checking in on Facebook, said tight end on both sides. Doesn't look good. Um, yeah. Shout out to Dave. His wife is also a huge Bills fan. I was going to text him. I don't know if he's going to tune to the show or not tonight. His wife is a huge Bills fan. So after the last uh, game, they probably sure, try to get make uh, sure you tell her no hard feelings. I, I hopefully the dynamic in your household isn't too divided, um, especially if the sleeping in different parents of the house. <laughs> the commanders <laughs> end up pulling one off. Uh, so, Chad, uh, moving on to. Um, Buffalo or Washington wins if we'll let you go first. But before we do that, um, this this segment just want to hear what what Buffalo will win if they do what? I, it's gonna be seem I don't know like the obvious answer, but if Josh Allen plays 
doesn't play hero ball and plays it safe when he needs to. Because I don't care if Josh Allen, if we're down by 10 plus points and he lobs it down there and he gets a pick at the three yard line, I'm not going to be upset. Right. Because that's a play where I expect you're, you're, it's in his heart. He's going to go for it because he wants to get back and get into the game. But if we're doing it and we're up by 10 points, that's a difference. So if he's playing smart, reasonable football, and he's not turning it over, I think that's how he wins this game. Because when you have those turnovers, that's when things start. The defense starts can get frustrated, and then the offense starts lagging, and like it gets into his head. Even though you're a pro, it'll get into your head eventually. And I just need to see him play smart football and just – limit turnovers and only risk it when it's necessary. Just you only play the hero ball when you have to, not when you, you may have an opportunity, but it's not, it's not really necessary. And it, then a bad thing happens and it blows up in your face. That's yeah. what I want to see. I want to see similar to the Oakland game, that kind of, especially with this wind and this stuff coming in, no reason to risk throwing it deep. We have a good, we can still play 12 personnel, even without Knox. It won't be as, potent but gilliam's no pushover either i mean and for the record for the josh allen at the raiders game was very efficient 31 for 37 274 three touchdowns no interceptions three rushes seven yards so clearly he wasn't flustered he looked like you know he didn't seem like he had a lot of uh, runs from the pocket your running game james cook had 123 yards off 17 rushes so um, that sounds like that's the game plan that you're you're yeah. talking about. I just I just worry about your guys's <laughs> your guys's front seven's dirty. So yeah. I'm like, they're young, they're strong, they're hungry. I'm just like, four for four I, first round picks. They better five actually if you yeah. count one of the linebackers. <laughs> they, they better be guys. It's it's one of the weird scenarios where, not that I'm saying you guys are bad enough to get those picks, but you you got all those picks and now and it's same thing. The teams like that they always lack a quarterback. Now you might have your quarterback. And you still have all these defensive picks this year. You know you're not going to keep probably two of them next year because, right, right. I mean, just cap based, you're going to lose a couple. Yeah, it's going to happen, and you're going to have a lot of cap based. <laughs> you know, we I got, think we got like 90 million in cap space. Mike, we, 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 we literally we have about 40 or 50 million. But there's three big contracts. Some stuff too. So three big contracts: Cam Curl, Montez Sweat, and uh, Chase Young. I don't know if you can afford three major ones and still find a tackle. So I'm just yeah, saying like get two yeah. of them easy. Yeah. Well, I would say you're going to be asking for some big money and and even all your other you have a young defense so it's going to be getting to that point where you have to make those decisions but I just yeah. I'm really just I want to see our O-line do good against you guys. If yeah. our O-line can handle and Josh Allen plays decent, we win we should win this game. I think our defense is strong enough to if we get a lead and he so good sensible play our defense is strong. We get the pressures, and I'm not sure like how the I haven't like focused on your guys' O line play. I'm not sure how it's been, but Middle if you guys are going down that early in games, I'm guessing it's not been the greatest. Yeah. So um, I'll put it this way: our interior line really has proven we thought it was going to be the weakness, and it's proven to be the strength. It's the tackles that have been inconsistent to be mild about it okay. uh, as far as you know, defending the pass rush. Now, you know, if, you know, we do also run 
we avoided, we, I, put, I put it this way, we went to a more of a traditional West Coast offense in the second half against Denver, where it was a lot more of the short, quick pass game, and a lot less, in, and also more running the ball, a bit more balanced attack, as opposed to, it seemed like they were trying to drive the ball downfield a little more and pass a lot more and have a lot more of these you know longer developing plays, and the tackles just didn't hold up as well with that. It was very, it was very Kansas City like. That's that's you know, and once they went to using the pass as an extension of the run, I'm talking about seven yards or less, completely opened up the running game, then and, and it was over. It was over. But um, Dev, let's go with you first, man. Uh, Washington wins if. Oh, uh, don't turn it over. Uh, basically, what Chad said, just uh, minimize your turnovers, and you got a shot. And you have a shot. Fair. But you feel oh. um Washington wins if they win the time of possession battle by more than what they have. Uh they average thirty-two point three three uh thirty-two minutes thirty-three seconds uh of uh possession, which is winning the possession battle. They won it in both games. But I think you're you you gotta shoot for over 35 minutes. You gotta keep the ball out of the hands of their offense. Their offense is potent. They have a, a more balanced attack than they have in previous years. So you have to keep the ball out of their hands. So you gotta utilize the run. You gotta utilize the short pass game as an extension of the run. Possession, possession, possession. Fair. And I'm gonna kind of go the inverse of what Chad said is you just focus on Josh Allen. He is the center of gravity. He's the X factor on that side of the ball. Uh, in the second half of our game versus the Broncos, um, our middle linebacker, Jamin Davis, 19th, 19th overall pick from um, three years ago? Three years ago. No, three years ago. Three years ago. They finally started using him as a spy on Russell Wilson. And his horizontal sideline and sideline speed is insane. Don't ask him to cover someone. Don't ask him to do other things. He can pursue the quarterback. Um, and I'm hoping that they use that same technique against Josh Allen and prevent him from doing those, like you said, off-scheduled scrambles where he's just so hard to break down. He's like like Cam Newton. He's just a running strong safety. He's very hard to bring down. So to me, if we can neutralize Josh Allen and prevent him from getting out of the pocket, I think we got a chance. Um, Say off-script off, off thing? I'm not sure if you guys watched many of the replays. How dirty has Josh Allen been at throwing those sideline throws? Yeah. <laughs> was I'm like I'm always I always watch them now. Like it's like the last year and this year he's done already like three this year where it's like his toe is almost out and he's just tossing it back yeah. like a touchdown or something. And I'm just like him and Mahomes do that very well. That I is think they're out of it. He yeah. gets dangerously close, like inches, like an inch away. Like a total away from being out, and he just like, or it jumps out and he's not touching yet, and just tosses it over. And I'm like, that's gonna bite us. But one of these days. But I still love when the hat when it goes good for us, you know. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says, uh, I agree with Phil. If we can run the ball and keep it away from Buffalo, we should be good. Weather being the twelfth man, absolutely. We'll see if that happens. Um, okay, so matchups to watch. Watch for Chad. What are the certain matchups you kind of probably already hinted? And alluded to a few of them, but are the you know give us one or two any specific matchups that you think are key uh, to this game? Um, I think it's gonna be mostly. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be our if what if Dawson Knox plays tight ends versus your linebackers, like the <laughs> linebacker. I think 
like if if it's spread out enough and they have to have a spy on Allen, it's yeah. gonna it's going to like thin out the herd in that area. Hundred percent agree. So things like that, and also another thing I'm watching is I've, I'll say it again multiple times, probably next three weeks, just watching the tackles, Spencer Brown, how he plays against the people because you guys have two good defensive ends on the outside. Mm. So how he plays against whatever defensive end he's facing. If because he's like you guys know, tackles if tackles are a weak point, quarterback's getting it, it's not like he's getting flushed out. He doesn't know it's coming. <laughs> right. like, like he may see it and try to flush out, but he's most likely getting leg tackled or definitely losing yards. So it's like interior you can at least kind of flush and go around, but it outside it, it kind of negates that. So it's going to be interesting how that plays. That's my two key like matchups, I think. Because I think wide receiver to cornerback-wise, I'm not really familiar with your guy. I think that's would be the weakness of your defense is more corners. I think at least I, – I, I don't have great knowledge of it, but that's what I've noticed in some games is like the outside corners have some issues sometimes. And I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to plan on doing one-on-one on, Gabe, on, on digs. But if they do a one-on-one on Gabe Davis – and he kind of gets down there. I think I can see Allen throwing even through the wind to try to get to him if if he has a good separation from the person behind him. Things like that. But that's really like a, an alternate one. I'd just go with my first two just because those are my really what's on my mind. Fair. I feel we'll, we'll be the first one to say that our, our weakness on defense overall is at linebacker um, more than, than, than corner or safety. Um, which and a lot of what you saw like against Denver, yeah, they had the two deep balls. One of them was a misplay by a young safety, and the other one was, you know, Marvin Mims got deep. But a lot else of what Denver did was they managed to get wide receivers lined up on linebackers, and our linebackers couldn't cover, couldn't even, you know, challenge. Um, matchup from, I would say, to watch, I'm going to inverse what I was just talking about. Our backs and tight ends versus the Bills linebacking core. Because the Bills, if you look at it, are a linebacker dominant team as far as their defense goes. The linebackers and Jordan Poyer. Um, but it's can they successfully pull off a consistent ground game, getting to that second level, and with the short pass game to the backs and tight ends against their linebackers, and I'll even throw Poyer again in there, in coverage, who wins that matchup overall? And I think that's going to be key, is because of the nature of our offense, the fact that we do like to spread the ball around, that's always good, but they have backers, they have strong safety, they have players who can help cover that you know short to uh, intermediate area before you get to defensive backs. Um, and if they can come up and stuff the run as well, that's going to make that difficult. So it's going to be our backs and receivers versus – or backs and tight ends, I should say, versus the Bills linebacking core. All right. What about you, Dev? What matchups uh, – what are the key matchups you're looking for? Uh, I want to see Juiced versus uh, – because I think Juice is probably our best defensive back right now. I'm not even going to lie to you as far as corners go. I want to see Forbes? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's got the best ceiling. I'm saying I think he's played the best as of right now, my opinion. I Well, I, I haven't looked at the pro football focus grades, but I want to see uh, the matchups 
they do with uh, Diggs, who, who moves around from what I see in a couple games at receiver. You, you can see he goes across the formation and they move him around to get him open. They, they find ways to make him a target, even in games that they're losing, uh, or especially in games that they're losing, I'd probably rather say. Um, so I'm interested in like Forbes, uh, Juiced, and uh, Fuller. You know, um, I th- I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see how they match up against the corners or really against the receivers. That's, That's my first matchup on uh, the opposite side, man. Um, uh, what's the name's coming back? Your corner's coming back, right? Um, we Trey White's been back, and uh, uh, actually, we have a rookie out there. Well, not rookie, second year now. Um, not Bernard, it's uh, shit. I always yeah, forget Leo, it. Johnson, Jackson, White, Benford, Benford, yeah. Benford. Benford <laughs> you know what's frustrating about that? Benford, the sixth round pick beat out the first round pick and it just it we could have the frustrating part is we could have Brees hall Brees hall could have been on the bills oh imagine that back, by the way <laughs> imagine oh, Brees now, y'all got y'all got cook out in it. i don't have to imagine that having Brees hall it looks jesus <laughs> like you yeah. know that would be perfect but um and he wouldn't be on the jets as well <laughs> exactly so yeah. um yeah we we're we're coming back healthy i mean Dane Jackson, even though he came back in when it was like our secondary, our, our our second team came in, he was hungry. He forced that fumble on one of those plays when they're coming down towards the goal line. And he's not giving up that spot yet to Benford. I mean, obviously, Benford still has it, but he's still a good veteran. We That's the good thing in the Bills. We have good depth at, at, our, at, our, at our cornerback level at most our positions and defense. The one we don't have depth is offensive line, but – that's why our defense is so good. It just rotates. Yeah. You just rotate people in. And then once Vaughn comes in, God, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like. Um, so for me, the matchups I'm looking to watch, it's it's really who they put on Stefan Diggs. I wonder if they're going to stick our first-round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, from Mississippi State, on Diggs. Or are they going to put someone like – Kendall yeah, Fuller. Juice on Juice, really juice on him. Juice has been yeah. Juice is bigger. He's more physical. He might cover Forbes, but that's that's a matchup I'm in, intriguing to watch. And then, kind of like you guys said, our defensive front, our defensive front four uh, versus your offensive line, because Jack Del Rio, he's not a big blitzer. I think last year we led the NFL last couple years in pressures from the front four without even blitzing. So I think he's gotten a little accustomed to that. Um, and then as the first the beginning of the first two games, the teams have exploited that. And then once you started bringing pressure through the blitz, things kind of change. So I really want to see how our front four does uh, versus your your offensive line. I think that'll be that'll be telling outside of the Stephon Diggs matchup who, you know, shout out to Diggs, Maryland. He went to school three miles from where I live. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Diggs fan to heart. <laughs> when he was having contract disputes, I was hoping, you know, his brother was, you know, trying to coax him away, but, you know, clearly didn't happen. He resigned. He's happy. Um, Ryan says Forbes and Diggs. Knox won't do anything with how they're playing with Cam and Slaughter tight end opposite side with Defoe. I'm not worried. Uh, if they're, if both tight ends played, I will be a little bit worried. Um, Cause you know, we always have trouble covering tight ends. Um, okay. Let's go into predictions now. So on, I'm only speaking for DraftKings. They have this this matchup right now at a minus six and a half for Buffalo with 
oh, just lost that. Minus six and a half for Buffalo. And then an over of 43.5. So, Chad, I'm going to log. I like to log all the predictions to see how, how we stand. Um, what's your prediction from a score perspective? Um, and then do you, would you take the over or the under? Um, I, th- I think it will creep towards the over, depending how everything goes game plan wise. Um, like you said, if this weather comes in, how it's expected, I'm going to expect some turnovers on the ground, some fumbles, just with how wet the ball is going to be and how the, how it's going to be nasty out there. So if it's, if it, if that weather actually comes in, I can see it just creeping over that over. Um, probably like a like a 44, 45. So I could see it being like something like a like a like a 20, 24 bills, like like 17, 20 uh, commanders. Things like something like around those lines where it's it's but we're not gonna cover the spread. I don't think I don't see the Bills covering that six and a half. But who if our defense comes up strong, we could. But it's real. It, but with this tight of a game and how the weather's going to be, and you guys have a good run, run attack, and we've been, we, I mean, we stuffed, um, which, um, thankfully Jack and uh, Jacob Scott catches for me on my fantasy, but <laughs> we stuffed Jacobs to negative two yards. Yeah. Which I think I think it's because we went up by so much, but still, that's impressive to me, just from what we came from last year. So if we can stuff you guys a little bit to like. To keep you guys under 80 yards on the ground, I think we could cover it, but I just think it's going to be a hard-fought battle, a hard-fought defensive battle, and I think it's going to be if the Bills get the 24. That's what I'm saying. It, I would almost always take the under in this, but for some reason, I see it being more of like a, a competitive game and going like a 24 to 20 win or like a something around those lines. Like, I think it, I, that's, how, that's how I see it right now. I, I'm going to say 24, 24, 20. Okay. Just 24, 20 just, build that, that hits the over at by half point. So over, yeah. over 43 and a half at 44 and you got bills 24, 20. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I'm very close to you. I'm also, I'm going with the under at right at 43 and I'm going to hit with Buffalo. I have Buffalo 23, 20. So commander's covering, but I have Buffalo winning 23, 20. With all things being equal, we don't know about the weather. Clearly, yeah. this could change. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say weather's gonna be a factor, and I'll say 23-20, um, Buffalo, but hitting the under by a half point. Um, Phil, what do you got? Well, I do believe that weather is going to be a factor, um. But I don't think it's going to be factor enough. It's going to hold both offenses to under their current season scoring average. But I do see this being a 24-22 Bills win. Yeah, I'm going to call it a close, real close one. But yeah, I'm I'm going to say you know. The difference being, you know, Cheeseman botches another snap in the water and the wind and the rain or something. We miss a field goal 10 yards wide right or whatever, and we, you know, lose the game that way. But, you know, both teams will be a little under, but I think that 
the that the offenses and the are good enough to score some points against each other. I think the defenses are good enough to put the offenses in position to score a little more than one would think. So I'm gonna say 24-22 Bills. Okay, fair. Uh Deb, what about you? Screw you guys, we're winning. Good guys, man. I don't know where y'all smoking over there. Listen, man, listen. I think the legend continues of how the legend of how continues, man. All for it. I, I, some mojo in the air. I, I still won't think that we're better than the Bulls if we beat Bills if we beat them. But I think there's some magic in the air, man. I think the rain benefits us yeah. because they because I know they're running more. But they still rely on Josh Allen to win, man. And he also scrambles or runs more than any other quarterback. So, so I think that he has a chance to put it on the ground. We have very active defensive ends, and the pressure is not going to come off the edge. It's going to come up the middle. And 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 that's a quarterback's favorite escape is getting escaping up the middle. I'm going. I'm going that. Not again. I don't think we're better than the Bills. I just think it's going to be a matchup problem for him, especially if it rains. I think it's a matchup problem where the defense is extremely fast in the back end, pause, and, uh, you know, <laughs> and also very active, you know, up front with, you know, Sweat, Young on the edge, and and, and Tez, and, I mean, not Tez, but uh, Allen and Payne up the middle. We also are the only defense in the league that basically platoons their defensive linemen. I know you're talking about substitution methods. We platoon our linemen. We run eight deep in starting caliber defensive linemen. Like, you know, and if it rains, that's an asset. Like, guys aren't, aren't really thinking about that. I, I just think it's a matchup issue. I think our, our linebackers are fast enough to pose a threat and a flush if they do blitz them. And by the way, we blitz more in the last two games than I could think we did all of last year already. Yeah. You, I mean, if you're watching the games. I haven't seen Jamin Davis and Barton blitz. They come in. Now, now I do see we we seem to have these brain farts on defense, like against Denver, where I guess one guy doesn't know we're in a cover three when the corner blitzes, and he or you know, and he runs to the sideline. At least somebody wide open. I see that happening a few times. If that happens, we're going to lose. You know, Josh but Allen will exploit that. yeah, there's some you know, if we I don't I don't see the Bills walking it up the field on us is what I'm saying. If it's yeah. like four or five big stupid plays, somebody's messing up bad on. Okay, got us. But I don't see them walking up the field, especially if it rains. Think of think of the Jets game, man. You know, they, they the Jets had no business being in the game with the Bills if you've seen them in the second game. You're like, there's no way this Matt guy plays quarterback and play. If you don't think if they beat the Bills with that dude, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, any given Sunday. I will say this. this I, I don't think the Jets – I mean, the Jets got a one superstar, probably caliber receiver, and the rest of them dudes I don't even really know. You know well, what I'm saying? I'm, like, like Lazard's okay. But but they're not – like, we got Dotson and Samuels. I mean, they're at least number twos on most teams. Well, let's, let's – let's, let me say this. Here's the other key matchup. I didn't bring this up because I talked about the biggest matchup. The other one is, is how – if our defensive line – does what it tends to do against mobile quarterbacks lately, which is they don't play. If they don't get that initial push, they don't keep pushing. They disengage and play the quarterback. So if Allen wants to run, he, he is going to have an easy lane because someone over pursued. They get that initial push. If it's there, they keep going. If they don't get there, they disengage and they 
play the quarterback's next move, which does mitigate some of the scrambles they can get. And that's how one of the reasons why we got uh seven sacks on on, on Man, Russell Wilson, who is no seven. slouch at scrambling the ball either. We had over four guys, all four guys over the seven pressures. Four yeah. guys had seven pressures on the so start Dev, line. Dev, spit out your prediction, I, I don't man. think that, don't think that, uh, that stops, that changes. I'm going yeah, to win, prediction? man. I'm what's going, I'm going, I'm going we, if it rains especially, I'm going 24-20 us. I think we'll get a defensive touchdown. Fair. Okay. So just to recap, I'm going to put this in the chat here. Um, Chad's going – 24-20 Bills. I'm going 23-20 Bills. Dev's I going 24-20 Commanders, and Phil's going 24-22 Bills. Hey, Steve, my seven-game prediction is going to the shitter, bro. I <laughs> completely yeah, – I'm sticking true with mine. Uh, Deuce says, Red Zone in the Lab. Shout out to Deuce from Red Zone in the Lab. Please go check out his YouTube channel. Or redzoneinthelab.com. Says, weather's a factor. Take the ball out of Josh's hands. And he's got another close game. 22-18 Commanders. That looks like that hits the under uh, right at 40, uh, with the under being 43 and a half. I'm sure that line's going to change if they get more weather confirmed. Um, yeah, if this is sunny and dry, we're getting blown out. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hoping for the weather at this point. Um, yeah. 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 But, okay, so we got three, three for the Bills, and Dev is the lone Commanders. Uh, go in for the commanders. I don't want. I don't want to be a clean sweep Bills because that's bad. That's bad juju right there. <laughs> in that case, but uh, I would say if be careful. Uh, be careful. Be careful when you guys try to rush Josh Allen too much and put blitz him. He plays great against the blitz because once you start over pursuing, those lanes open wide open for him to get those 15, 20 yard runs where he can just slide down and not get hurt. Well, perfect for us is we don't have to blitz. You know what I'm saying? That that's the, that's what that's what the benefit of us is. We don't have to send five or more. We don't have to. Because we got four guys who've all been to the all-star game on the front defensive line. All four of them. No, I I understand. I'm just saying if you guys are gonna try to throw something else in there, yeah. that's when usually Allen plays very good. So he plays decent. It's mostly he if I mean sometimes he gets blindsided by like a like a like a corner blitz, but that's you know. It's very rare when that happens. Flushes out and kind of then he makes one of those wild passes down the field and gets like 60 yards for some reason. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so far this year, dealing with uh, it's funny because these, it's like I said, this is PFF. I like PFF. It's, it's definitely, um, what, what can we call it? It's uh, subjective subjective but they do have a good stat which i'm trying to pull up here it's it's um when they talk about pressures um quarterback's performance under pressure and i'm trying to pull it up here just bear with me for a second i'm interested to see where where josh allen stands so they have a under pressure um let's see here Key here, TWP, turnover-worthy plays, adjusted A dot, BTT, looking for big-time throws. Either way, so right now they have um, Josh Allen under pressure. Looks like for turnover-worthy plays, uh, these aren't really going to tell me anything. These, these numbers are way too early, so it's hard to tell. 
Uh, but as 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 the stats and as a, the season goes on, these numbers would be more telling because I think that's what you're saying, Chad. Is you know who else performs very under pressure is Kirk Cousins. He's one of always the NFL's best quarterback performance under the blitz, under pressure. Um, it's just a, a metric that gets overlooked a lot. Yeah, as long as it's a one o'clock game, you know. <laughs> very true. Don't don't ask him to do anything in the time in, times. Yeah, Prime time Kirk comes out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We got we got another comment. Uh, boy, uh, Jay Martell has uh, Commanders 26-20. Book it, <sighs> damn it! All right, we will we will see. I'm putting a damn it next to it. We will review this when we do the um, the post game recap on Monday night, uh, and we'll see how how we all did when it comes down to it. But um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff across the board. Um, Hey Chad, we we uh, we put on our our farewell music here. Um, this has been a fantastic time. Uh, always a pleasure uh, getting to talk with someone from the opposing team. Uh, we don't do it enough personally on our show. Um, we're not the experts on the other team. That's why we bring on people like you who can educate us and and our listeners on what can we can expect from um, the Bills coming on Sunday. Weather might be a factor. We'll see. But um, yeah, take this opportunity. Where can people uh, find you or where can people find your content um, for future consumption? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube. I uh, have, it's, it's spills, bets, and beers. I messed up at the same thing. I was putting in it. I was like, I don't have to edit it. I can't do it. But it's uh, Bills, bets, and beers. Um, right on YouTube, I've, I'm coming towards like that 100 video where I was doing four videos a week. I have to do a lot more like, uh, I cover like Thursday night football, like Sunday football, Monday night football. Like I did all that last year where I put like one, $2 bets down where it's, it's high risk. It's low risk, high reward where like you put $2 down and like 200 bucks, things like that. That's awesome. So like you, and you just have to know how to play the parlay instead. Like, especially like a, like an extended parlay where like, Oh, like if you guys haven't done this through DraftKings yet, their no sweat part there's no their no sweat bet parlays are up to ten dollars now on DraftKings. Oh nice. So they boosted it for five last year. So I put one down for the Giants. I haven't had a chance to look at this stuff, but I'm sure the Giants are getting their ass kicked. Seventeen so Gamble, I was gonna bring that up. here on the twenty eighth. What's up, Dev? Gambling's legal here on the twenty eighth. Oh nice. Nice. Really. It's seventeen to six. Niners at halftime. Brock Purdy on the show yep. right now. I almost put a plus ten, like differential from like four Niners at halftime. All right, it's only but, at eleven. But yeah, so I do like little bets, things like that, where I just share my opinions and things like that on bets. And I usually put like when we do a thing tomorrow, I'll well, I'll if you want to put like a parlay together, if you want to think about something, let I'll let you just just say what you. I'll just, I'll put what I'm putting out there. I like that's why I like Thursday Friday videos because then the parlays are actually reasonable. When you do something on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, they're yeah. so bad that it's like you're really stretching and do a four leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes it tough. So, um, I usually do two two per game when it comes to bills. Like just trying to hit all different type of personnel to see what what kind of clips. But um, yeah, I do tons of content like that. Um, I do have like an Instagram. It seems like like. Bills, bets, and beers, and things like that. I haven't been posting too much on there, 
but I try to do some like YouTube shorts and things like that for game day because like I'm a season ticket holder, so I do go to games. I'm going to the Miami one. Nice. Phil, Phil has the only fans, man. It's that Husky Muscle. You seem to visit my only fans more than I do. Um, <laughs> well, I was a fan of you, Phil. Got my friend going for me. So, Chad's, uh, we'll put Chad's YouTube, YouTube channel description. It'll be down in the description of this video um, when it's all said and done. Now I got a, I got a question. Since you're a season ticket holder, which means that you go to a lot of games, how many tables have you gone through? Actually, why is that a thing? Too explain that zero, only because I I only started I I first game I went to because I my first game I went to when I came back from I think when I was over in overseas over in Japan and it was like when I was like more towards actually when I had I brought my when I had my kid. When I had my first kid already. So it's like, I was like 24, 25 when I went by first Bills game. So it's like, and ever since then, I, I would bring my dad and my friend, and my dad passed away. So oh, I'd go once a year, you know? And I liked going once a year. I'd bring my brother and my, my friend. And then I looked at the season tickets. It was like 900 bucks for one season ticket for all eight games. It's like, so you're averaging 100 bucks a ticket. It's not bad. And then even when it came to playoffs last year, I thought I'd be oh I'm adding two or three hundred bucks. It was one twenty five for the first game for, and then the divisional was no, it was one hundred for the first one, and divisional was one twenty five. And you have nine months to pay these things off. And I just split it to my brother. It's only hundred bucks a month, and I, I'm not going to any of these primetime games this year. I did that. I wasted my my leave time, you know. My, <laughs> yeah. I'm, where where are you I, at in Japan? I, I like tailgating and doing all that stuff. Like, we, if we go to that, me and my brother slam like 12, like more towards 16 beard mark a piece <laughs> and everything. And we do it and, and all that fun stuff. But it's like, it gets to a point which is too much with having a family now. So it's like, I'd rather just sell those tickets off and go and save my money for like when the, when the playoffs come, if the Bills get in, like if the Bills host. Like they did last year, so that's what I go for now. But I'm definitely going to that Dallas game. You bet my money. I'm going to that Dallas Dallas game. It's gonna be awesome. And y'all better. What better military are you in? I was in the Marines. Okay, my nice. sister's in uh, going to Japan next month. She's in the Navy. Yeah, she'll be she'll be around the same base up there. Yeah, um, be, this will be her second time. Yeah, she'll be up by it's not Futama. She'll be either with the Marines Futama or like. Uh, I forgot the Air Force Base that hosts all the branches out there. But there's like... It's Zema. It's Zema. Zema. Yeah, Futama is the one. It's the Air Force Force Base. Camp Zema, isn't it? Z-A-M-A? No, it's... um, Or is it in Okinawa? Yeah, I I was in Okinawa. That's where I was. So if she's she's up towards like the top, and it's different mainly, it's a little bit different, but I was in Okinawa. But um, Bina? yeah, it's 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 amazing. If you get a guys ever get a chance Sawa. to go- Sawa, the Sawa or Kadena, it's one of those two. I don't know which one of those. One of those. Kadena, that's what it is. Yeah. Because I used to go over there when I w- when I wasn't supposed to, and uh, just say I lived in the towers. And I one day I walked out of the out of the store with like four thirty racks for a weekend party. Or you could buy bottles of liquor, you know. <laughs> you weren't supposed to have them. You got rid of them by the time the people came to check, you know. So 
Yeah, go so, Marines, man. Oh, dude, I can't. I literally blacked out. Like it was it, to me. It was, I was young and dumb. It was a competition to see how much more I could drink. Right. Or like every two, like throughout a, a Friday, Saturday, I would drink a whole two bottles of a normal bottle of Captain to myself. Two, two of them. One of them. Yeah. I would finish the bottle myself. Like, it got aggressive where, I, and I, I just quit. I just kind of went off it a little bit more because I was like, yeah, that's a little heavy. But that's how it was. I mean, I never drank. I never really partied before I went. So that was my college experience. I, and now I don't, I don't touch this shit no more. That yeah. stuff's gone. Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve was in the army. Was in the army as well. So he's, he's done his. Uh, I, that's what, adventures. You know, done my fair share. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys like IPAs. No. But, and, and I like them in moderation. I'm, I'm, He's a bourbon guy. If you like, if you ever tried Voodoo Ranger, I'm telling you, I've talked to I talked to my sister in law who hates beer. She loves this thing. Yeah. Nine point five percent, and it takes it's it, it. I'm telling you, these like I forgot they're like um hazy IPA. Yeah, they go down so smooth, and this one especially, it tastes like a fruit punch. That's what it is. It's fruit, it's fruit punch IPA. Fruity. Okay. Very cool. Check, check them out. I'm yeah. telling you, you can get like that kind of like. We have uh, flying, flying dog is from where I live, so we have a lot of flying dog in this area. Big big IPA company, flying dog brewery, very very good. Um, but I'd rather do like one of those cans. It's it's nine nine point five percent at a twenty like a twenty. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, you want to do that table thing, by the way. Don't check it out. Sounded like a chicken. Now, now that I know you defended this country, I feel. I'm 30 years old now, but I'll go through yeah. a table. I'm scared. Yeah. You do why, it, man. Why? In order to be a Bills fan, you got to do it, man. Why, why is that a thing? Like, how how did that? What is the significance of a table? I think it just started because, like, even though the Bills have been. After that, that era, they've been kind of like up and down, more down than up. Yeah. The Bills fan, I'm telling you, if you, see the difference between Bills and other other teams is the Bills have the luxury of like Orchard Park. It's not like a city, dude. It's like if you've ever been up towards Buffalo for a game, and, and throughout your ever throughout the years, the tailgate experience, people like there are parking options in people's yards from like blocks away like multiple blocks away from the stadium and like people are just parking in everyone's yards getting drunk as shit just walking up and they're like they're they're literally filling their lawns and ruining them their lawns throughout the whole football season for this and it's like it's different than a city where like it's like the Bengal stadium even your guys stadium it's so like everything's parking lot parking lot parking lot yeah this is like you have backyards, parking lots. Um, they just got rid of the the other lot that the the Bills did a lot of, like where they did the cat the mushroom and ketchup and stuff over there. Mm -hmm. They just turned that into a parking lot for the employees over there because they sold it out for like I think it was over. It was it was expensive what they sold that property out to anyways. Um, but there are other spots where they have good tailgating. Where like you can literally, there's so much tailgating and drinking going on in that area. It's wild. It's like yeah. a college. Thing. And to see guys with their shirts off in uh, December, and people it's crazy. And it, the, people are still breaking through tables in all those parking lots, in all those yards, and like they're jumping off of freaking 
their campers. I, I'm telling you, you can see it just walking through and it yeah. still happens now. So what I'm saying is like, I think it happened because eventually, like the team wasn't doing great and they just decided, let's just step it up a notch. Like we are the, like you, the one thing you can't say about the Bills fans is they're not devoted. They stayed throughout all those shit years very and they, they've had very good season ticket selling most of the time and they usually pack the stadium. It's not like with like the Jacksonville Jags where you barely see anyone in the stadium and things like that. Like all the losing years, the Bills generally had good had yeah. good spilling seats of their own fans. So it's like, it's something, it's just interesting. I think they, it was something to pass the time yeah. where they decided like, you know, let's show out, let's be crazy. Let's enjoy your time in tailgating. We're not winning much, but we're, we're enjoying watching the game and coming to the game. And I think it just came to, it stemmed from that where it was just something else to do. And then once it probably, at that point, it started, I think it was early. I think the table breaking started early 2000s towards, towards 2000, towards the mid 2000s area. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Maybe like late 90s, but it was like. It's not Lynch days. It was earlier than that. It was not. It, it, Marshawn Lynch was in there in 2008. He was on the team. So, like, around that, like, we're like social media where, like, you're filming stuff and putting online. I think that kind of just built the. That's when Bill's Mafia was born. Like, there was no Bill's Mafia really before that. So, it kind of built that thing up. You know, how social media is once you start doing that, you have to keep doing it. So, it's like, like, like I wouldn't jump off an RV and go to the table now because if I do that and I miss, that's a that's a long hospital visit so <laughs> yeah i was like maybe 20 21 i wouldn't care you know but um i would i can i mean i got stuff around i got i got porches and things and i think i can go through a table that wants to the big problem is is just me finding a, finding a table on facebook marketplace that's cheap enough to break that's worth it that's right groceries to 300 bucks well, 250 to 300 bucks a week nowadays yeah. so money's getting thin towards <laughs> towards certain parts of the month so For those of you in 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 watching this and you'll understand the process bills fans do not use japanese tables if you're a wrestling fan you'll understand the reference tables must be the thin ones <laughs> phil you can be a professional no no no, no 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 japanese tables don't break oh tell, tell, them, tell them your name it's it's like the japanese uh steel cans they don't crush dude they yeah. don't you can put your whole weight on and weigh 200 pounds. That thing's going to keep you sturdy. <laughs> like, you know, you've seen kids almost break their heels trying to put these things down. We're like, I can do it. It's like, nah, dude, this is solid steel cam, dude. This that's thing how, that's what kind of material you can make when you don't have OSHA, you know? <laughs> yeah, no safety regulations to stop you from doing certain things. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's probably kryptonite. Vending machines out there. I saw beer, cigarettes. Anything you want in vending machines, everything, man. Like yeah. they, it doesn't matter. What, it doesn't even ask you for your age. There's no even verification. In fact, one of my favorite YouTube shows is just this dude. He's an American dude who lives in Japan. He just goes around finding all these cool vending machines and making these really good gourmet. I say gourmet air quotes, but they're yeah. vending machines and they're Seven Elevens. You can find Seven Elevens are bomb. And yeah. plus, I took a flight from Okinawa to from Tokyo to Okinawa. You, I literally bought like they're called chew highs. They're like uh, they're like almost a four loco, I guess in a sense, or like a 
at, at that point, it was like a four loco of like Japan for like eight, nine percent little cans of stuff. It's like the vodka smashes they sell here. Just yeah. think those at little like little Seven Elevens, and their food is amazing. But you can grab those. I grabbed six of those and just drank it on a flight back. It was only two hours. You, they didn't care what you brought on. They're like, yeah. Oh, so I got okay, cool. You can bring your beer right on the plane. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I'm gonna drink this I've on the. Two, I've had two eyes. Those things, those things will sneak up on you. Jay Martell, dude. Like you have a couple. Like I remember when I went to Tokyo. We we went from I was out at Mount Fuji area snow in the snowboarding area. We took a we dragged our bags down the little area to get to the bus stop because all we had to do was be at the airport in the morning. There was no rules, so we just we took the bus all the way down to the train, and we got into Tokyo by midnight. We got some food, walked out, and we found a club by like two thirty in the morning. This shit closed at seven. <laughs> Like, I'm like, it's ridiculous. Like, and they just—it's like they don't sleep in that area. But obviously, those those Shibuya—that's more of a party city. They got different districts in Tokyo. They got the shopping, they got the party, they got the technology. Mm -hmm. They got all different districts in Tokyo. Yeah. Without party district, dude, like, no joke. They're like, you you walk out, it's like seven in the morning. Like we went to the, the hotel to hold it, held our bags for like a dollar for the night because it was like um it was like U.S. military friendly place to hold our hold, held our bags for a dollar for the night. I it wish was, Yam, I wish our buddy Yam was still on here. Who lives in Japan right now? He's an American who teaches in Japan. Dude, I wish, what, I wish he was on there. In in the difference out there with kids and stuff, just in Okinawa, yeah. I went and did like this like helping kids out with English and things like that. Yeah, these little kids know English pretty well, and they're like little six and seven year olds, and they're talking like better than some of our six and seven year olds. And it's like you know, right. it's like you just and they go to school six days a week. That's you see, crazy. on the weekends you see little kids no, for, for like for baseball crap, like right, baseball practice and stuff like that. Right. And it's like when do you guys get a chance to relax? Yeah. <laughs> like normal so many hours in a day. TV on a Saturday. <laughs> our buddy jay says uh talking reference to tables they don't break if you're a fan of new japan pro wrestling you'll know why i, I told you japanese Bill tables don't break we're just talking it's not racist when i say it I'm a fan. Right. we're gonna shut this one down uh we want to thank chad sincerely for coming on to this show uh we will be we will we will be on his show tomorrow and return the favor and we'll talk some commanders on uh bills bets and beers tomorrow night so please uh the chad's youtube channel will be down in the description of this channel once we're all said and done here and this thing uploads and we'll my first um i haven't done a live one but i'll do a live one for this is like i don't got many people who follow me so i don't all good but i'll i'll put a live so like you guys if they want to comment and stuff on it they can and so yeah. they can along with us and like, we'll share it across all our socials too so we can get some some people in the chats here and get to do it and i was every time there's a bills game it's like my wife's working like all weekends now so it's like yeah i i can't just pause live and say hey man my kid needs me to walk into the bathroom real quick because i don't know he watched a scary video and he gets scared now you know, that's <laughs> right. one of the reasons why we don't go live either. I mean, a lot of people in our community, they love to go live during game days. It's just, it's just hard. I would love to, but hard. I guess when I'm watching the game, I'm more just like, it's either full antics or I'm just sitting there like zoned at the screen being like, 
please do something positive. Or you're there in person. So it's 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 tough. Exactly. Totally get it. Um, and there's no signal in stadiums. People don't know that. There's literally zero. There's so many phones in an area, you have almost no signal, it seems like. I will say one of the things the commanders have gotten great is improving that. Now they've partnered with Verizon, and at least at FedEx Field, uh, the signal strength in the stadium has so much better than what it used to be. Like, like Phil can tell, you could barely pull up your digital ticket and scan it in, but we went to um, uh, opening day. Uh, it was amazing. No, oh, you so, always look to your wallet because if you don't, you might yeah. as well back on your feet to grab the grab the ticket you had. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. Yeah, All right, we're going to shut this one down. We want to thank Chad for coming on. Um, as always, you can catch this uh, us on YouTube. If you're watching this, please hit the like button or dislike. We don't care. Um, it'll help help the channel grow either way. Um, you can also find this podcast on any of your audio podcast platforms. Um, please make sure you go check out Mark's channel. We'll be on there tomorrow night. And uh, we'll be back Monday for the post-game breakdown of whatever happens on Sunday versus the Buffalo Bills, who are favored by six. Invite. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we might have to reconvene on Monday and talk about this, Chad, for sure. Uh, But thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Chad, for joining us. Uh, You can catch us on this channel tomorrow, and uh, we'll catch you guys on Monday. And don't forget to tune in to our live game thread in our Facebook group, Watch the Football Addicts. We'll be there. Um, Stay tuned. We'll see you on Monday. Peace. Inhale. We out.